Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Four Guys in a Comic. This is Rusty Surfer, and with me, as always, I have Michael, and I have Mike, mm -hmm. and I have Matt, and um, if you know me as something other than Rusty, I'm Alex, so... Yeah, give away, or give away your secret identity as well. <laughs> yep, I mean, I can't stay um, hidden under the uh, the alias for forever. That's right. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, did you, did you see he changed up his name online, too? He's no longer Rusty Surfer. It's now Rusty Claws. Yeah. I got to get festive, right? He's, I try, mean, he's trying to trick people. I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is in what? Like three days oh, two days well actually the day this airs will be in two yeah, days. yeah exactly so uh happy holidays to everybody yes. whatever you uh celebrate hanukkah kwanzaa christmas krampus whatever your thing is <laughs> may all of your but, uh, uh, uh comic book dreams come true on christmas morning yeah yeah i know right i hope all of you get all your all you good little boys and girls get your comic books you've been asking for but um, all these your statues whatever it is you may collect superhero blu-rays movie blu-rays you know whatever yeah. oh my gosh that's one thing i'm actually working on is to finish up get collecting all of my superhero movies on 3d and i made my list i'm like okay i've got like five of them I'm like okay i got a lot more to get oh, yeah. but it pisses me off because i was doing my research they never made iron man one or two in 3d can you believe it no I'm just nope. like, oh. nope. i don't think 3d technology was still yeah. kind of new yeah. at that so juncture like, oh, so that's like 2007 2008 mm -hmm. yeah no so we know what um michael wants here uh mike <laughs> did you ask for anything for christmas uh, honestly, I, I thought about it. I felt like I didn't really need anything, so I didn't ask for anything. So whatever I get, it would be a surprise. Socks so you just underwear. enjoyed that time on Santa's lap without asking anything. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you wanted to talk about the first thing that popped up. You know what, Santa? It's right. cold outside, and I needed that heat, so thank you. Uh, so uh, besides uh, <laughs> Nova's weird uh, Santa... Mm -hmm fetish whatever the hell is going on with that um matt what did you ask for anything <laughs> nah man i mean everything obviously everybody knows the big thing on my wish list is a, is a hickman volume one fantastic four omnibus um and anybody that also knows anything about omnibuses knows that that's it it's hard as hell to get and so no i'm uh I'm good, man. Like I said, health and happiness and, and everything in between, I'm solid. I've gotten some really amazing deals on books lately, and um, no, all's good. I'm, in, I'm enjoying cool. it. No, I think, actually, this year, I'll be honest, um, everybody's asking me what I want for Christmas. I, As you, we've been talking about, I've been working on my Bronze Age collection. And yep. so I basically, yep. I put on a list of every Bronze Age X-Men, and I said, this is what I want. You want to get me something? Here it is. I don't own any of these on this list. My daughter keeps it. She has it, and she lets everybody in the family know what's been purchased and what it hasn't. So I have no idea, but I know this, <laughs> there's something on it that might be underneath the tree this year. So if so if we need to so if we need to find out what the hell's going on for your birthday present, then we need to contact yes. your daughter and be like, hey, <laughs> what all have you not bought yes, for dad exactly. yet? Exactly. <laughs> but what about you, it's Alex? What have, what, have, what have you asked for this year? Um, I hate asking for presents. I'll be honest with you. I really just dislike asking for almost anything. Um, oh, but you'll ask your wife, oh, can I have uh, these uh, gauntlet uh, earrings for you? <laughs> See, I'm buying her oh, something. Oh, yeah, it's for uh, her. I'm not That's buying right. myself something. But here's the thing is they need to buy you something anyway. Giving them a list just makes it easier. 
Yeah. You're not asking um, for things. It's just like, in case you get me anything, there's a bunch of oh, shit. My, my Christmas wish this year is for me to hurry up and finish Invincible <laughs> so Red doesn't burn my comic. <laughs> You're asking for more time. That's a big one. I know, right? No, I'm, I'm getting through it. I'm, uh, oh, 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 I'm going to... 90-something now. Oh, that's not bad. So, that's not bad. Yeah. It was so funny because, you know, earlier today I was uh, putting a box together for Mike over here. And I had a, a stack of uh, alternate comics that I was putting into the box. And so I put them on the box. And then I was kind of like... Let's, let, me, let me just double check this one more time. So I took all of the, the alternate comics out of the box. And as I'm going through it, I realized the very bottom comic was your X-Men 135. <laughs> and I almost <laughs> mailed it to, to Mike. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I double checked and looked at this. Shit, that shit to Canada. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> hilarious. But I was looking at this like, oh my gosh, how did I almost do this? <laughs> This could be like a like a cheesy '80s movie where Red Skull hops in the car and tries to get the comic back before it goes over the border, gets stuck in customs and has to like go through crazy stuff. Jingle all the way, number two. Hey man, yeah, jingle all the way, exactly. Hey man, I think I deserve that because I read 17 issues of X Men Gold over the past few weeks. <laughs> it's great though i mean okay so i guess we'll just move right on to it since he brought it up already our topic this week is we're talking about x-men gold number 16 and number 17 and this is super fitting for the podcast today for what you're going to get later on in the interview um so first off i want to explain that x-men gold 16 and 17 is a new arc um and it's following off right after this mojo series or whatever um i know tap read uh a little bit of the mojo series and i know nova's read all of the mojo mm-hmm. series now um so leading off that oh, were your hopes into this uh high or low for this uh i guess it's the negazone escape from the negazone ne- kind of negative thing? zone yeah, yeah negative zone yes. yeah it's yeah. called like the negative war i think this arc negative war yeah, yeah. negative zone war yeah um were my expectations high? I didn't really ha- have any. Here's the thing, man. Um, reading these modern <laughs> X-Men books, you got to go in with no expectations. Right? Yes, All I the agree. Time. Um, I will say having read so much X-Men made it... Um, like, I, I probably have a, a higher opinion of it than, than Matt or, or Michael do just because I've been reading so much X-Men. It's sort of like... I've realized when you binge something, you enjoy it way more than if you're like, all right, well, I guess that's not worth. I'm not gonna wait another month. Like, do I, I'm not. I don't care about this. Like, this wasn't good enough to to wait a month. But if you've got like 17 books and you're just like, bam, 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 one after another, um, you you may begin to you know sort of like certain things about the book. Um, so I mean, I'm glad Kitty and Peter are back together. I guess. Oh yeah. I'm more into like the soap opera yeah, aspect that of was... it for whatever reason. Uh, Rachel and uh, Nightcrawler is weird. Rachel and Nightcrawler is weird, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. they uh, when they smooched a few uh, issues back, yeah, that was uh, it's different. I'm wondering who Logan's gonna hook up with. Didn't he uh, kiss a storm or whatever? That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Jeez, man. So so much love. So much love, and then uh, I guess uh, Gambit's trying to holler at uh, Rogue and stuff too. Gamb- so Gambit's trying to holler at everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what about you, uh, Matt? I mean, uh, yeah, what about you, Matt? Um, going sure. into it. I mean, you read the mojo. No, I mean, not just like the new stuff, but going into it from the mojo. Yeah, no, I mean, it's okay. Um, 
I don't know, man. I I don't feel that the storytelling is necessarily bad by any any means. I'm not I'm not trying to say that or bash it or anything, but at the same time, I also don't feel like it's amazing either. Um, maybe it's just because I don't really have a connection to some of these characters, um, and the art is a hit and miss. There's like some pages I see where I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And then, like, okay, so for instance, the in issue seventeen, where uh, the, it's like the very first page, you open it up, and um, they have on the negative zone costumes, the red and black, and uh, I thought that was the, it looked awesome. I was like, wow, these actually look really, really cool. Uh, there's a funny line about Wolverine. I'd never wear a damn costume yeah. again. Uh, but it was yeah. kind of funny. Uh, but then later on in that same issue, you're flipping through or swiping through, depending on how you're reading it. And there's this big page of Colossus, and he's jumping out, and his face is just—I don't know how he's to explain it. Face. It is one of, <laughs> it is one of the worst-looking Colossus drawings I have ever seen. But then you go like two pages later, and it's a smaller panel or whatever, but it's of Colossus, and he looks really yeah. good. So I don't know what the hell is going on with the art. Um, it was weird yeah it was weird um and i don't know how i feel about the design the new design of nightcrawler um in issue 16 i didn't really like it issue 17 i don't know if it had grown on me or what but i was like i don't know it's a little bit better i guess i don't know to me nightcrawler just looks a little a little odd i don't know i just like the like the tradition i mean i'm like a big fan of like you know the traditional stuff or the stuff from like you know the Jim Lee stuff. Well, like not everyone can like, be Jim Lee tap. Well, no, 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 I'm not comparing that. But I'm saying <laughs> no, like that—that's the style and the design and we're not that uh, you know the podcast. character design and things that I like. <clears throat> so I don't know. Overall, uh, I didn't hate it. Once again, I don't think I'll continue reading it unless I'm forced to for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Like it didn't it didn't suck me in. I guess there's there's other books out there that are doing a much better job of sucking me in. Um, and I'd rather read those, I guess, over the current X-Men stuff. And from what I've heard, I'm not alone in that. There's quite a few people that feel the same way. Yeah. So what were your initial thoughts, uh, Michael? Well, I went into it basically like, oh my God, Alex, what are you going to have me read? Really? X-Men, you know, it's gold. I've read the stuff for Secret Empire. So I kind of went in there, honestly, with a, kind of a bad attitude. I won't lie. Like, <laughs> damn, I'm being forced to read this. And let me tell you something. I'm excited to continue on reading now. I want to read 18, oh. 19. I'm going to go on forward. But for reasons that you may not think of, because I caught on to a bunch of clues in there to, to Fantastic Four. I don't know if you've picked them up or not. Okay, now, I've been, as you guys know, I've been on a Fantastic Four binge. I'm basically almost got through the first 300 issues. And as you know, uh, the negative zone was really big in FF. Okay, so, you know, Reed had his. Uh, dimensional portals to get to there he spent a lot of time going there he would go there like on vacations okay mm -hmm. he loved going to the negative zone and so as i'm reading this and you see that uh palace or whatever that's on that planet within the negative zone it is very similar in style to part of john burns run when they went into the negative zone which makes me think that this is the same planet which also has reed richard's father still on that planet 
So, and they even play that nice homage in there talking about how, uh, you know, this, this is a design based off of Reed Richards. So looking at this stuff, it got me really to start thinking about the stuff that's been going on with uh, Legacy. And how, especially in that first Legacy issue, it we saw that little glimpse of uh, the kids, and they're obviously somewhere in space. Now, my thought process is this. They're in the negative zone. What if Reed and Sue and the kids are already in the negative zone now, maybe even visiting their grandfather, Reed's father, who's still out there? And what if, hopefully, maybe this is a stepping stone to help bring the FF back? Because there's a lot of little things in there that lead me to think that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's... Uh, they're trying to make a Wolverine a focal point with uh, all this legacy stuff, too. So, uh, you know, mutants might be back on the forefront with this. Yeah. So, okay, explain something to me. So we have Wolverine, but it's like old man Logan Wolverine. Right. Are we... I thought we were bringing back Adamantium yeah. and Taste Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Like what? What's going on with that? Is any any new, any new? I haven't even heard anybody talk about it. So I assume it's like it was mentioned. I think it was in Legacy, wasn't it? Yep. The yeah. the Aaron he, the Jason Aaron he, one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then it's like nothing's been discussed about it since. No. Um. Uh. He hasn't popped back up in any of the uh, X Men stories, as far as I can tell, uh, so far, and um it's all been old man logan i mean old man logan it seems like he's in everything he has his own series he's on x-men gold he's an astonishing x-men uh (laughs) he's just popping up everywhere wolverine as always well that's what wolverine did in the 90s right yeah yeah i don't know i i'd like to i'd like to get back i mean i don't have an issue with old man logan as a cool character but just once again i like the original stuff so i would like to i would like to get back to the adamantium and case wolverine and see what's going on with him and like where's he been so i don't know see what i what i really like about this arc is it's it's got that um like that alien that they they introduced in like what the first issue the new brotherhood of evil mutants so it's been Mm -hmm. cool how it's like slowly like over these 16 issues they've been showing bits and pieces of this like do we think is he a mutant is he an alien we don't even know what this guy is and they'd sort of give you like bits and pieces of it and now we're finally getting like this arc based around this character that's been had these very tiny like one page subplots throughout the 16 issues that's that, that's pretty cool um I, I always like that in my comics so it's it's nice to see that i was gonna say uh, after reading all this uh invincible and stuff it feels like something that would happen in there where like uh robert uh kirkman writes a uh, little three panel thing and it'll be like i'll get invincible mm-hmm. and then it'll go away and then you'll see him like for a page in yeah. another issue, like four issues away. As soon as you're and then he'll just pop forget. up like full blown. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was with this alien thing. And I had no idea about it. And what's cool about this is it's like Blastar, I guess, or whatever. Is that who it is that they find in the negative zone that takes Kitty? I don't remember, but keep going. I can't remember the name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it's him. And he was also the character in um you'll read this eventually tap uh but in aoa in blink's mini series for it she gets sucked into the negative zone and she's confronted blastar mm-hmm. in it so this is their second his second encounter with mutants if it's the same guy and um yeah but like you said that alien and everything really cool subplot to see where it is um it kind of has like you know i haven't seen 
the X-Men go in space in a while. So it reminds me of like Starjammer stuff almost. And um, overall, uh, I think the arc's pretty cool. Uh, what are some of the high points in this that y'all like about this so far? I know you said some like a few things you like and a few things you don't. But what are some of the things you definitely like about this series right now? They're in space. I have to pick something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would say Peter and Kitty back together. Like, you know, that that's a throwback to the 70s. Um, so that's huge. I, I like that. That was that was cool. Kind of really cool to see. Um, I don't know. I mean, some of the art is cool. Like I said, I really like those negative zone costumes, the red and black. That actually looked awesome. I thought those looked huge. great, man. I'm a huge blue and yellow guy, you know. I'm a I'm a huge. I love the golden blue. Like that's what I grew up with. But that that red and black look looks sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was actually really well done. Uh, so I, I like the new costumes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to see it's Wolverine weird. leading the X Men. I don't know. I think it's kind of a natural progression. But, I mean, the fact that Storm is there with them and she's not the one picked to lead them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently him and Storm are... Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, so what about you? Uh, what about you, Mike? What are some of the high points in this for you? Well, I mean, like I said, the way it's sort of uh, coming together after a long time. And, um, yeah, I always like Kitty Pride. She's one of my probably one of my favorite X-Men characters. So I always like seeing her, especially now that she's, like, running the show. It's great. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, would you recommend for uh, Matt to actually read the whole thing? Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's a, it's a task. You know, one of those things where it's like, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's sort of like uh, reading uh, Invincible. Yeah, for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I, if I was, I said I'd do it, so I did it. But I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't know. It's a, it's it's. A Are tough, you gonna finish the tough. arc? Yeah, I'll probably keep going. I mean, I have like some X Men Blue and Astonishing to catch up on, so that'll give me time to. I'll have some time to kill there before the next issue comes out. See, I'm caught up now, so I might start hating it again. It happens. <laughs> I usually uh, try to build up a few issues before yeah. I read it all. Yeah. There's just so much other stuff um, that's out there that I'm behind on, and or other books that I prefer to read. Um, that I don't know, man. It's hard to justify putting in something that's a chore when there's so much other stuff that I want to read. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I was completely caught up on everything that I've ever wanted to read, eh, that might be one thing. But I'm not. I'm way behind. Like there's so I have years worth of stuff to read. So, uh, to to pick up a book that's not calling me and be like, oh, I just need to read. <laughs> I don't know. It's I know it's it's, it's, it's a tough, tough thing to do. So, and I was excited for the X Men, man. I was really hoping it would be something. Good. And it's not that it's bad. It just it doesn't hook me. Yeah, it's pretty plain Jane. I'm gonna say it's not something that's like overly amazing or whatever. I think uh, yeah, you, there's no epicness to it. Um, there's some. I don't know. I feel like there's so. If you read the whole thing, there's moments mm-hmm. that make it. Uh, I guess worth. I don't know if you can agree with me on that, Nova. There are a few moments. I mean. Uh, Honestly, none of them come to mind right now, but <laughs> <laughs> there are moments far few in between. <laughs> I know there are few. Listen, man, I, I admitted it. Like I've I've been all over the whole 
uh nightcrawler hope thing and and uh and colossus being back with um with kitty but aside from that like it, it's coming and going they had like that weird ai sentinel who decided to speak in binary before going to english like i'm pretty sure it would have been smart enough if it could build a freaking sentinel body yeah i'm pretty sure it could decide that binary is a stupider language than than english but anyway <laughs> i guess that was pretty epic and that's coming from a canadian yeah so i'm pretty <laughs> mad i really wish that the uh okay there was one issue that i still think back to that I wish they kept, I mean, like, they kept the momentum up from. And it's the one I told you about, where uh, the killer goes into the X-Mansion or whatever oh. and is hiding and running around and trying to... And that's when you finally, he, like, releases that alien. And you're like, oh, something, what's yeah, up with yeah, this? Yeah. And he just lets him go or whatever. Um, I wish that it kept up with the momentum from that issue because after that issue, I got really like, okay, I want to find out what happens next with this, you know? Yeah. It seems like it's actually going somewhere with and it. I mean, that... Yeah, that issue too. You have like Kitty with the samurai sword fighting this dude, and all this cool stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. The new villain looked pretty cool. Like the guy, like in the mansion and stuff. He actually had like a pretty cool costume, and he seemed a little bit intimidating because he was just murdering random students. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, there's a dead teenager on the ground over there in the hall that he just didn't give a shit, and he just shot her. You know what I mean? Next issue, they're just like, eh. Uh, I'm trying to, I actually, I remember reading that issue. I'm trying to remember why did I read that? <laughs> was that part of a Secret been, Empire tie-in? I been, think it yeah. might have been Secret Empire, yeah. 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 Which didn't really tie into Secret Empire much at all. It was sort of like, hey, what's that going on over there? All right, anyway, yeah. back to our stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, um, it seems cool, like I said. Yes, if you love the X-Men. I guess if you love the X-Men, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, because we have a gentleman that we spoke with that loves the X-Men, and even he was kind of like, eh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, I mean, we can only hope for uh, the best, and, um, you know, eventually I'm hoping that it keeps going forward and it turns into something amazing. They can find a uh, creative team that'll stick on it for more than five issues. Well, so. I think they've done. I think Marvel has done that in regards to X Men because you've had Guggenheim on Gold and Buns on yeah. Blue, right? Yeah, the writers have stayed the same, but the artists keep changing. The artists keep changing. Yeah. I mean, they have plenty of good artists that would probably do well on yeah. X Men. It's just they're just not putting them. They're putting like these random unknowns mostly hey, on X Men. Ken, Ken Lashley did seventeen. That's true, isn't? I yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that's the one with the cool costumes, isn't it? It is. And then sixteen, but sixteen was someone else. It's like two issues into the arc, you already got a different artist. What's going on here, guys? Come on, at least consistent yeah. for like an arc. At least that last panel in seventeen with uh, you know, mm-hmm. n- with him being impaled yeah. was was nice actually. Yeah, that's why. That's why you don't gamble. That is something else that they did in this, too, with uh, two different issues, Nova, um, where they left you on cliffhangers. I think it was the X-Mansion issue where at the very end uh, they had Colossus, like he shot Colossus, it looked like, and they just end the Mm -hmm. issue and they're like, is Colossus dead? And it looked like straight up like they shot Colossus. And then, yeah, and then he turns into metal. And it's just like, what? Well, no, because so what happened one time, I don't remember when he turned to metal. That might have been something different. But Hope stopped the bullet in like the first page of the next issue. Right. Yes. That was the issue we were just talking about where they're going around the mansion. That was was cool. She stopped the bullet. Yeah. 
last second. And now uh, we have Nightcrawler, who looks like he's impaled on a damn statue. Mm-hmm. So, and they just keep leaving you with these cliffhangers, which uh, I mean, '90s X Men was known to do that a little bit. So, I don't mind cliffhangers. Cliffhangers is what keeps bringing you back to a book. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's what gets you excited for the next issue. Cliffhangers are a great thing. Um, and this one did end on a cliffhanger, so I guess I might be slightly curious to see what happens to Nightcrawler. Um, In other words, you, I mean that's your boy, you, ain't it? You'll find out what, how he didn't die, and then you'll be like, "All right, that was cool." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll read the first three uh, three pages, and I'll be like, oh, "All right, yeah. that's, that's enough for me." Okay, so with these X Men comics, we've uh, said that you know the artists keep rotating and the arts hit or miss. Um, who is a current artist that you think would do the X Men justice right now? I'm going to throw this out. Nobody's going to know this guy um, unless they've listened to our podcast before. And he's not even working on comics. He's working on sketch cards for freaking mm-hmm. tops. But I'm going to throw it out there. Jim the Man Riley. Yeah. Jim. Uh, he, I can see that. Yeah, he drew me that he... He's incredible. His Nightcrawler is one yeah. of the sickest Nightcrawlers I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah, he drew me a Nightcrawler I that was just like, wow. Love it. Yeah, you know what, Matt? You really hit the... Uh, nail on the head with that is he'd be perfect absolutely perfect for yeah. it and i misspoke i said jim riley it's jim o'reilly, jim o'reilly. Mm-hmm. sorry jim i apologize jim o'reilly yeah no um jim is amazing and that dude he's seriously a guy that loves the x-men loves loves drawing loves art loves what he mm-hmm. does and he's such a talented artist and the fact that I mean, I don't know, maybe it's his choice. Maybe he's not putting himself out there for books. I don't know. I don't know, but he's... God, he belongs on an X-Men title so bad. I mean, if they're going to hire all these random freelance artists, reach out to Jim. That dude is sick. Yeah. His Nightcrawler is just so good. So, uh, what about you, uh, Nova? Do you have someone besides uh, Jim that you can think of that would probably do X Men justice? Um, I mean, <laughs> there's there's like a handful of artists. You could have someone like Eddie Barrows who would kill it on like any book, really. <laughs> oh yeah, Eddie I Barrows mean, is dope. I love Eddie. Um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of artists. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. I, I don't know why they're. I mean, they're choosing who they. Jim who Lee. Choosing. They could bring. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of all my. I mean, they're clearly going. Yeah, get try and get Todd back in the game. I mean, they're clearly going Trouble for like a. They're, they're going for like a '90s vibe. So I mean, you'd have to. I mean, I thought it was '90s. These last two issues, they they had very '90s artwork. I don't feel like the art was '90s really. No, though. I thought all the muscles and everything were. But maybe it's just me. I didn't think it felt. Well, 90s. Colossus is. I didn't think so either. Colossus. I think well, it was definitely more modern. I. I don't know. It definitely felt more modern. I think to me, but. I don't know Cyclops or uh, Colossus's face. That was. Kind I of know 90s. me and uh, Tap will argue on it, but I feel like John Malin's uh, more '90s than uh, this. Really? Yeah. I mean, his cable is so skinny. He's like, a little skinny. He's a little skinny. Like, but like then again, we don't want. We, do you really want Rob Liefeld huge? Dude, I don't care. To me, that is cable okay. through and through. Let Rob... People give Rob shit all the time, but to me, that is cable. That's what I grew up on. It's like Lobo. Going back... Same thing with Lobo, man. You got the original Lobo. Big, muscular, hulking, bounty hunter dude, right? 
Lobo New 52 comes out, and you have Emo Lobo, and he's got like this like really skinny, sleek, lean design to him, and I'm like, that's not fucking Lobo. <laughs> You know, and I don't know. It's the same thing with that cable. Like, I I, I don't think Malin's art is bad. I think he's a very good artist. I like his art. I just think cable's a little small for my for my taste. Okay. Taplik's a big guy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, um, Michael, um, is there someone besides Jim? <laughs> Jay Lee. Jay Lee's done it before. He's had some yeah, weird-looking so. X-Men back in the day, but he's also had some really good-looking yeah. ones. Yeah, I don't know, Mike Allred? <laughs> Mike Allred? I would love to see him on a main X-Men yeah. title. I wouldn't... That would be... It could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's been <laughs> on, be he's, he's, he was on Ecstatic yeah. and X-Factor. But can you see him on a so, main I mean, X-Men You can't title. have him on a serious but, X-Men title. I don't think it works. Like, <laughs> But yeah, no. Those, those Ecstatic's characters were... He did an amazing job in Ecstatic's. I'm actually reading it now, but those characters are very... Off yeah, the wall type characters. You got dupe and you go girl and you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. dead girl and the orphan. I mean, it's not Colossus and Kitty, mm-hmm. you know. Um you, I don't know. I guess I don't know. He did good on Silver Surfer, and Silver Surfer is a real kind of sort of more serious dynamic character. But then again, Slot made that character a lot more fun with his writing. He too. romanticized um, Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit different taste. And I was just thinking, with Tom uh, McFarlane... Mark Bagley. What's that? I can see Bagley yeah. doing it. Can we see what, what Todd McFarlane could do for X-Men? I wish. I've seen his um, cable. His cable is horrible. Don't let him draw cable, okay? He, Todd Mc, I love Todd McFarlane art, but his cable, when he tried to do cable... Was uh, like it looked like a giant potato. But how long ago basically. was that? Hey, man. That was that was a long time ago. Yeah, that exactly. was like 92, 90, yeah, ninety one, something like. You know that. whose name hey, I have? Long- oh, as long as what? No, I was gonna say as long as you don't put Liefeld. <laughs> hey, he might uh, he might help boost sales a little more. Mm, then he's gonna put yeah, Deadpool in the true. story somehow. <laughs> you know whose name I haven't seen in a long time that would absolutely crush it? I haven't seen Pepe Larraz's name anywhere in a long time. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Pepe did a great job on... Um, no, actually... He, I saw a commission of his He recently. was working on something recently. While he, you're talking, I'm going to research that real quick. Yeah, no, Pepe did Uncanny X-Men with Bun. I'm pretty Uncanny sure. Uncanny X-Men? Okay. Yeah, so uh, is he maybe doing... Is he doing Blue at all? I haven't read all of Blue, but... I haven't... No, he hasn't done Blue. No. Um, but he was, uh, but he's doing uh, Un- Uncanny Avengers right now. I'm pretty sure. Mm, okay, okay. He's been doing it for a while now, like almost like 15 plus issues. I'm pretty sure. Good for he him. He might have been done all of them so far. Maybe one or two, like missed, like you know, guest issues or whatever. But he's been like consistent, like on Uncanny. Um, now, s- there's two people personally that I th- would like to see. Okay. I just thought of two more as well. So I'll okay. let you. So you you got... want me to go first? Yeah, go because I guarantee ours are two completely different people. Okay, uh, Venditti, I think he would do a really good X Men to write it. Like, no. write it. He does the art, doesn't he? Mm-mm. No, no. Eric Skyver, what's his name? Oh, uh, Ethan Van Ethan Van Skyver. That's what I'm thinking. There, he's the writer like, and he's the artist. Yeah, like Venditti, I mean, he's a great writer. No, I no, love no, no, him, no. But I don't. No, no, no. Uh, Van Skyver would be really <laughs> yeah. cool on X Men, oh. and then um, yeah, there's. There's yeah, a bunch I would, of DC yeah, that'd be that dope. Would just come over to X Men and crush mm. it. I think. I mean, not to yeah, not to get Jason Favick over there. It's gonna be the best looking book ever. 
Yeah. Um, another person that I thought would be uh, really cool, and I don't know if y'all will agree with me or not, it'd be a different kind of take on it, but uh, Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley on X-Men would be interesting. No, I can see that. I, That'd be a, it'd be, it would be I different. Would love it would to be. See, I think it depends I would on the love story. to see a two-page splash of the back of someone's head as not sort of like on an angle, as Wolverine's claws go through him, and there's bits of brain blood mm-hmm. everywhere i mean you know oh that yeah, okay yeah when you say it that way yeah okay i can see that <laughs> i was gonna say so, he doesn't have to color it he can get someone else to do it darker for him um you know and if he did the art for like you said a wolverine or an x-force or something where it's like brutal yeah there would be, that'd be cool yeah. the two that i was just thinking of is is kind of throwbacks here but i would love to see a tom mandrake x-men i love that dude's art as you guys know i love tom mandrake um i think i think he could draw a badass x-men to be quite honest with you um i mean even the stuff that he did with those trainer past the specter when they did uh uh oh god why am i drawing a blank on it now not suicide squad was it suicide squad no martian manhunter um martian manhunter was was dope like i definitely think he would do an amazing job on x-men um the other one is probably one of my all-time favorite uh fantastic four artists and writers he kind of did both um i would love to see and i honestly feel like this would be a throwback his style would be such a throwback for x-men would be john byrne i'd love to see current x-men but john byrne's art And I know it'll never happen, but I would love to see that because John Byrne, I his thing is by far the greatest thing ever. I just love his really thick, bold lines and outlines that he does. It just makes a character pop mm. to me, and I like a John Byrne Colossus. Oh God, that would look so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I, you that, can, that at least you can pick. do that. At least you can go back and look at the old versions yeah. of it. At least you know what else would who yeah. else would look beautiful would be Alex Ross. I wish, man, I wish so much that he would jump on a uh, Mutants title. I mean, you see him do the uh, Spider-Man cover sometimes, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's like, come on, give us some X-Men. Give us some mutant love. I mean, there's tons of guys. Brett Booth, um, Dexter Soy, man, I was reading the new Red Hood and the Outlaws. That dude is Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, Dexter Soy would oh be goodness. sick on X Men because I mean he's kind of doing it with Red Hood yeah. and the Outlaws. It's yeah. a team book, and I think he would. I think it would transfer over really well with X Men. You know, and I also I still say it because I've shown you pictures of his current art and stuff. And even though he's an old guy that did Spider Man back in the eighties, Ron Friends still has it, and he could do X Men today, and it would probably be like mind blown. Yeah. No, that I could see that. That'd be dope. Yeah. I mean, he's not too old. Yeah, no, there's a there's a lot of good options. I think the thing with Marvel though is that they like to hire. I don't know if it's because they're cheaper or what, but Marvel likes to hire um, a lot of up and coming artists, freelance artists from other places that you've never even heard of them before um, to do their books. Whereas DC hires a lot more of the more established artists. Um, you know those that you know we all know in our household names so while i think that's awesome that marvel does that because it's giving these unknown people a shot at the same time 
I'm not a fan because, like you said, it rotates every like yeah. three issues or whatever. Like the art's constantly changing, and I think that kind of throws mm-hmm. throws everything off. And I get those are biweekly right. books too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, but. So I mean I get it they're biweekly books but that's why you could do potentially like what what DC did with Wonder Woman where you have uh, Nicholas Scott on on one issue and then you got um why am I drawing a blank he's so awesome I love that guy yeah Liam Sharp you got Liam Sharp on the on the you know even issues or whatever you could do something like that if you're gonna yeah. do these on biweekly I mean, books and at least you're gonna have consistent yeah. Here's artists. the thing, like if you want to make a story as as epic as possible, and like every every story that we all know, that's like, oh, it's a classic. What's what's it? That's got good art and good writing. I mean, if you're gonna have like a huge storyline, just tell an artist that like months in advance, be like, just draw this. You're drawing all five or six issues. This is gonna be a huge storyline for us. Like even events have rotating artists. It's crazy. You like an event should have just one, maybe two guys doing the whole thing, just so the whole thing is consistent. When you pick it up as like a book, you can that you want to like maybe give to someone. They'll be like, "Oh wow, like this is." It's like when you pick up Kingdom Come, you see these four issues of Alex Ross, just gorgeous Ooh, paintings. You're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, man, I, I want to read this." Instead of jumping through a book, it's like, "All right, well, this. I mean, what happened here? Did uh, <laughs> did they did they do us everyone submit your own page kind of issue where it's like everyone <laughs> just sort of sent in a page? Remember that issue of Cyborg? Yeah, where where oh my god. <laughs> It was like pro artwork it to like so bad. someone who just it was graduated. So bad. It, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't. Oh, work. it was so bad. Crazy. I mean, that's what they got to do. That's what you got to do. So, um, we're gonna do this real quick. Um, number one thing you hated about these X Men books? They're not captivating enough to me. No, I don't really know enough about a lot of these characters that are going on. Because to me, the X-Men is Cyclops, Storm, Wolverine, Beast, Colossus, and Archangel. Like, that that's, and maybe Psylocke. Like, that's my X-Men team. That's what I grew up with. I don't really, and maybe, like, you know, Gambit. And you have a few rotating characters in there as well. But, like, I don't know who some of these characters are anymore. Like, uh, uh, what is it? Armor? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. The yeah, like, I don't really know anything about her. Uh, I don't know. Like, I miss Cyclops being in the X Men. I know people say Cyclops the whiny mm-hmm. bitch, but you know, to me, Cyclops belongs in the X Men. Like, I, it's not the X Men if Cyclops isn't in the X Men. It's not X Men if I don't see Professor X, which I guess he's back now. But it's not X Men if I don't see Professor X in 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 the issues. It's not X Men to me if I don't see Jean Grey. You know. Um, so I don't know. I just don't know enough, I guess, about these. And maybe that's wrong of me to say, but I just don't know enough about these newer characters to really accept them as the new X Men. Does that make sense? That's a fair point. Yeah. I don't. I don't read enough of those books to know who these characters are, and so to me, it doesn't feel like an X Men book. I guess that's the best way to word it. And which kind of leads me into my complaint. I think there's too many X Men titles out there. Let's, you oh know, yeah, for sure. Bring it, dial it back down. You know, and so I would probably read it more if there was less titles out there and there's more continuity with everything that's going on. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping now that Fox and the Disney thing is go- is happening. Um, I'm really hoping that maybe that'll let Marvel do some really cool stuff with the mutants yeah, again. There'll probably be more X Men titles. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> they each, could do so much other yeah. stuff. Though. Each one will have its have his own title, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so final question for this round table, guys. Who is your favorite X Men? Of current, past, future, of all present, time. Like, oh, of all time. Let's start with Ooh. Michael. Charles Xavier. It's a good pick. Really? I really like wow. that pick. I'm always more for the intellectual kind of yep. mutant. Yeah, I yep. do. Everything about him just appealed to me. Oh, yeah. So what about you, um, uh, Matt? I'm a big Wolverine fan, so I know it's kind of a cop-out to say Wolverine, but I can't help it. I love the character. I love Wolverine. Um, but let's say, hypothetically speaking, that Wolverine is not... You can't pick Wolverine, let's say, okay? Okay. Because so Wolverine is kind of a cop-out answer, um, even though if it's true. Um, so... I'd probably lean towards... Bishop or probably Nightcrawler. I would have to go probably between Bishop or Nightcrawler. It would be like my next two that I would have to decide between. Pretty cool. Yeah. Tough. What about you, yeah. uh, uh, Mike? Tough choice, man. I mean, I haven't read too much X-Men. Um, and I guess Wolverine's a cop-out answer, so I won't go with that. Um, <laughs> but man, if I, and, uh, go with it, okay. if I have to else. choose... I'm, it's very it's odd for me to say, and again, I haven't read too much X Men, but what I have read, um, she's always been like a great character in it. I'm gonna go with Kitty, um, and like I mean, I, when I read Astonishing X Men, you know, obviously everything she does in that book, and then like freaking ports a, an entire bullet through through the planet. I mean, come on, it's, that it's was amazing. pretty cool. I'll give you that. That was and, like, pretty she's, good. She's yep. she's great in X Men Gold so far. Um, uh, I like Cyclops and like Grant Morrison's new X Men, but aside from that, he's kind of been a, a jerk lately. And well, they've made him a jerk, but um, yeah, I'd go with Kitty Pride. Yeah. Kitty Pride's cool choice, uh, especially um, the issue where she phases the whole skyscraper mm-hmm. or whatever. That was insane. And then also uh, her um, shoot, where she phases the whole skyscraper, and then. Um, basically just her interactions as the like the leader, leader of the x-men yeah. now is yeah like her handling that um new version of senator kelly the new politician mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. i'm really curious as to with her because yeah. she pops over in uh, weapon x a little bit too yep. um and I, she's i'm she's gonna be like the next big thing i think with against the mutants or whatever yeah. but just her interaction with that and her leading the team is really yeah. cool she's been uh, impressive so so who would you say um, my favorite X-Men character, uh, you know, I really, really like Jean Grey. I've, I've always liked Jean Grey a lot. Cable's a very close second, if not a tie. I do like Cable. Yeah. Cable's dope. Um, I just like the aspect. I like Cable because of like, you know, how he's ruthless and everything else. But like Red Skull or Michael said with the, uh, the, intellectual part of it gene gray uses her mind in a way cooler way so uh yeah i mean i think it's going to definitely be gene gray it's a good choice yeah yeah as long as it's bishop bishop has to have a mullet though it has to be like the 90s mm. bullet mish mullet bishop is what it has to be though to be bishop that's how I, it is I with love me the mullet. Wait, if I, I love the mullet with the handkerchief <laughs> it's awesome 
And then I we all have to give an honorable mention before we go to uh, Magneto because Magneto's like the coolest villain. Or one of the coolest villains. Doctor Doom is the coolest villain. Ugh. Magneto's a close second, but Doom takes the cake. Doom's the ultimate Marvel villain. Uh, I love seeing the team up stuff with them too, because they're both like I don't know. To me, they're both tied as like number one besides Thanos. Have you ever have you ever read Mark Wade's Fantastic Four run? No, but it's really not very big. It's 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 three little small hardcovers. I think maybe thirty issues ish it's really not a super long run you want an amazing amazing just even even if you just read the 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 uh dr doom stuff it's like maybe 10 issues of Mm. it or so it's like dr doom you will fall in love you will cry you will jump up and down and say that is the most badass ass villain in the history of marvel Uh, dude that book brought fucking tears to my eyes it's Mark Wade, you bastard. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that we are going to uh, start. Well, one more thing. One final quick thing. Uh, Tap, go ahead and tell them about Venom and why you like Venom. Because I know you've been wanting to talk oh, about it. Oh, God. Quickly, yeah, I know. I was, I, was, I was talking to Alex before we started. I said, dude, we got to discuss Venom. Like, even if it's just a quick thing. I know it's an X-Men night, but we got to talk Venom. Um, if you guys are not reading um, ASM and Venom, and uh, the Venom Alpha, uh, Alpha Inc., is that what it is? Yeah, Alpha is that, Inc. Is that what it's called? Alpha Inc.? If you guys are not currently reading these three oh, books, no. they're all it's kind Venom, of tying in together. Inc. Alpha. That's it. Venom, Inc., Alpha, and then you have Venom, and then you also have ASM. These three titles are all tying into one another. And uh, holy buckets, is it good. I'm blown away. I mean, I'm a big Spider-Man fan to begin with, but... I am blown away by this. I don't want to reveal anything. I don't want to give anything away, but there's some major awesome things that happen in these titles. So go check it out. Yep, it's cool. I know Nova has a different opinion on Amazing Spider-Man, and I haven't read it yet, so I can't break the tie. But um, overall, Venom, uh, Inc. Alpha, I'm just going to go ahead and ruin it. Anti-Agent Venom is like the coolest new character in it. And I'm so glad that Flash Thompson gets to be uh, Venom in his own way. That it's his own identity of Venom now. And it doesn't have to relate to the main symbiote anymore. And uh, Eddie Brock still gets to be Venom. You'll, uh, you gotta check out Amazing Spider-Man there. What? <laughs> just, just read Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Are you telling me that Eddie Brock isn't Venom? Just read Amazing Spider-Man. All right. Don't I'm tell me that. That's dumb. I'm just telling you to read the next. I'm gonna issue be upset. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna throw it all away Listen, if that's the case. It's still good. What Go you, read t- what oh. you take from my tone and intonations is up to you. I just read the next issue. <laughs> You're gonna make me want to throw it all away. Maybe. I don't know. It won't be. They dive deeper into the reveal. They dive a lot deeper into the room. Is Eddie Brock anti-Venom 2 uh, now or something? Just, just read no, no. Just read the issue. Just go read it. Take five minutes of your night and go read it. Mm, okay. I Trust guess. me. It, it'll, it's worth, dude, it'll take you five minutes. Just go read it. Go all take right. a shit and read it. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll read it. Damn it. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Well. Let's uh let's uh keep our X-Men night going and give our guest a call who is a world record uh holder of some kind of 
something. And if you don't know just by what we've been talking about, then you'll find out in a second. All right, guys, we are at the point now in our podcast where we are here with it to do an interview. And today we have someone who has... I don't know if it's like a talent, if you want to, it's something great, it's something great about him, okay? It's something that you don't normally hear about, it's uh, it's a little odd, but to us comic fans, it's really, really cool, man. Yeah. It's so cool. So, I have Eric Jeskolka with us, and he, well, Eric, why don't you just tell us, what's so special about you? Um, I have the Guinness World Record for the world's largest X-Men memorabilia collection. Woohoo! <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, and you guys may have seen the, the video. There's like a little like five minute video that was floating around, which is how we discovered you um, on Facebook a few weeks back. So you guys may have very well even seen the video. And um, you know, I just want to go ahead and I'm going to throw this out here because I think it's probably uh, something you hear a lot, and I'm sure that a lot of people are curious about. But who is your favorite X Men character? Uh, Wolverine is okay. my favorite X Men character. I was pretty popular, and I even named my youngest Jeez. son Logan. Nice. I'm a a uber X-Men geek. Awesome. Awesome. So um, the next question is, uh, what started your love for X-Men? I started collecting and reading all kinds of comic books when I was about 18 years old, back in 88. And I was just looking for a form of escapism, and I had some friends that read comics. So I just started reading some, and I went down to my local comic store, and they introduced me to some more comics. And then it was my um, Sunday school teacher who actually, my former Sunday school teacher, owned the comic store. And I said, oh, you might be interested in X-Men. Um, it was at issue 268 at that time. And he said, the writing has been kind of off. The characters are spread around. But there's this new storyline called Extinction Agenda coming up that Marvel's pushing. And they're going to bring all the X-Men back together. So this would be a good jumping on point. And it's a good variety of characters. I think you'd enjoy it. My first issue was Uncanny X-Men 268, which is, came out, what, 1990, I think? 89 or 90? So it's been quite a long time. And mm-hmm. um, after that, I started buying the new issues, started buying back issues. And as I learned more about X-Men, what they stand for, what they represent back in you know the 60s and 70s, and how they've transformed to today, uh, got me a little more interested. Do you have a full run of uh, X-Men now? I don't. Um, the earliest I have is number 7, mm-hmm. and I have number 16, and then I have 21 on. Okay. That's, and, still, oh, that's cool. still pretty solid. That's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do collect for very fine or better, so I'm looking for higher end. So it mm-hmm. takes a while to collect some of those it to does. get a little pricey. But I have all the spinoffs. Uh, guest, I have a lot of guest appearances and you know other comics like Spider-Man and Avengers. Um, a lot of variant comics as well, so um, quite quite a broad collection, and I'm slowly working my way backwards to uh, to collecting them all. So now my next goals are 17, 18, 19, and 20. So nice. I'd like to get those in the next couple of years. Very nice. So I have to ask, we with going back and forth and chatting it up, uh, we kind of discovered that you and me actually are, grew up in the same town. Um, so yeah. I gotta ask, what comic shop did you? Was it that you went to that kind of got you into this? Um, it was Cosmic Comics. Uh, Brian. Yes, that was my first comic shop as well. Very yeah. cool. 
first he was on uh, in East Park on the Strip, and then he moved yeah. out a little bit. Um, and then when he closed up shop, um, I was down at Trade a Tape because I, yep. I was living downtown. And I ended up moving um, closer to the Lincoln High School area, and um, uh, Comic World was there at 48th and O. Yep. You call that one by the Super Saver there. Yep. Yep. Uh, there and then I ended up going back to Trade a Tape, and uh, then we moved. Obviously, I I've been collecting comics in the other towns that I've been in. So, but yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Cosmic Comics was my first one too. As the I got a what if Captain America hadn't formed the Avengers? That was my first comic, and I got it there from Cosmic. So that's actually really cool because I was like, oh, world. I wonder where this like Guinness. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, I, neither one of us live there anymore. We've since moved, but yeah, it, we that's where we grew up. So that's yep. pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of moving, um, what's that like? <laughs> with all this memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, really? You know, a lot of bubble wrap. <laughs> that is a good story. Um, when we were in Lincoln and my wife and I met, I was in an apartment. Uh, first, my roommate Carrie was in there, and then when I got engaged, um, my wife moved in and Carrie moved out. I had a very small collection, and I just found pictures the other day of what my collection was, and it fit on basically one wall, so it was pretty easy to move. Um, we moved to Iowa, and you know it, it it wasn't that big. It was maybe a couple hundred boxes, if that. But our move here to Iowa City, um, you know those pod trucks that you can rent. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one plus that entire had my collection. Wow. We had to get two, and it was one and probably about ten or fifteen percent in the second pod. The rest of it filled up the rest of our, our house, fit into that other eighty-five percent. So, uh, yeah, Amazing. there's a lot, of, a lot of bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can no really say. I believe, I believe one thing was damaged in the move. We moved ourselves. One thing was damaged, and it was easily repairable. Oh, oh that's, that's good. good. Oh, that's really so good. when you met your wife, was she an, already an X-Men fan, or has she since then become an X-Men fan? Um, or has she learned to hate the X-Men? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she's a convert. It was actually a package deal at the time with me, the dog that I had, and the small collection. And and she was like, okay, yeah, I mean, what's this guy has a few toys and a few comics. Okay, no big deal. Uh, little did she know that it grew into what it is today. Some people call it a passion. Some call it an obsession. Um, but uh, what you see is what you get. <laughs> but uh, you know, the 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 family enjoys it, and it's actually a uh, a, a family collection because whenever they're out stores, they're always looking for anything X Men. And for my awesome. three kids, it, it's a game. Can we find something that Dad doesn't have? Uh, they haven't yet. Um, <laughs> good for them to keep trying. Yeah. You know, eventually yeah. find something. I'm like, yes, I needed that. Thank you. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. That's awesome. So, yeah. out of your entire collection, uh, what is your favorite thing in it? You know, I, I was in my collection, my room before, looking around, and I, was, I always get asked this question. It's hard to pick just one. Um, it's I like asking who your favorite child is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if all three of them were here, they'd be all shaking their head and pointing their fingers at themselves. So. <laughs> but it is. It's like asking that. Um, you know, I know one of the favorite pieces I have is an unreleased prototype. Um, it's from a company called Hornby. And back around 1988, 89, 
Marvel reached out to them and asked them to create these little play sets, and they're supposed to be miniature play sets, cardboard backings, little tiny plastic figures. Um, Hornby did not get the um, job. What ended up happening was Marvel created a little division called Toy Biz and created mm-hmm. something called Pocket Comics. Mm-hmm. And so this particular um, Hornby um, item that I have, it's um, on. Uh, it has a nice card backing, um, and it had plastic bubble, and there's a little Wolverine figure in there, and there's a Wendigo cutout, Wendigo cardboard, and it's in really nice condition. And the guy I got it from actually had all the other pieces that were not released. Um, this was the only one that was um, on a really nice car card and mocked up. Um, that's probably one of the the really nicest, coolest things I really enjoy. Um, just because of the uniqueness, um, it's unreleased. Um, there's only two in the world. The other one he had, Wolverine's head had fallen off. Oh no! In in the packaging, so he let me choose which one. I said, well, of course, I want the nice solid one. Yeah. Um, but that's that's probably one of the things. Um, you know, if I had to pick out like different sections, um, I have a lot of foreign and bootleg items, and some of those are really cool, like these uh, super deformed Japanese banks just because they have those really big heads and small bodies. Um, then you have some bootleg stuff that are just awful paint jobs or, you know, like uh, my friend was just in Mexico and Marty picked up a Wolverine that is clear and has strobe lights in it. <laughs> <laughs> strobe light, funky actions go on. So those are kind of neat things that um, I think enhance the collection and add a lot of variety to it. So with this collection, um, I guess you kind of have to think of it, well, I guess to myself anyway, I would think of it in, like, era or decades of it. Do you find that, like, the 90s X-Men products, since the 90s were, like, a huge time for the X-Men, are a lot cooler or better than stuff you would see nowadays from X-Men? Ooh, I hadn't thought about that question. There definitely was a marketing and merchandising juggernaut in the 90s with the cartoon and, mm-hmm. and the early 2000s. Um you know, yeah, I probably have to say that's probably where you get a lot of it. Um, for where I started collecting X-Men in the comics, Jim Lee, I mean, he's my artist. So a lot of the toys and such are based off of that Jim Lee type of art with the costumes and the bright colors and the blues and the yellows and all that. Um, so I would say that that's probably the coolest era for me. Uh, and then with the Bowen design statues, I do have a, quite a bit of those. and I do gravitate towards those costumes that are the Jim Lee or the bright colors just because of the, the dynamic that the different um, action poses and the colors, when you mix and match them together, what they do to, you know, showing off the collection. I'm with you on that. And so I've seen, uh, there's like a Bowen uh, Wolverine one that I saw that was just epic. Oh, man, that thing is gorgeous. Which one? Uh, I- have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's one of the large ones. Like it's huge. I don't know. Like if there's He's like in the a, brown and yellows, right? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe because I saw it, one. I remember recently, now, and it looks like it's like textured, like on the outfit and everything. It's ugh, looks nice. I don't know. It was it was gorgeous. I, I'm not a statue collector, so I don't remember like yeah. what the the sub thing is. But oh my god, I was just flipping through pictures and I saw it. And I was like, God, that thing is amazing. And there's like some like nice like Wolverine versus like Hulk ones that I've seen. Okay. Some of those statues so, are incredible. I think some of those are the sideshow. Sideshow, yeah. Yep. yep, they do make beautiful statues. Yeah, they do. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, were you a fan then of the X-Men animated series? Oh, yeah. Every Saturday I was up watching that, and I think Spider-Man was before it, 
and then yep. X-Men was second, so I always watched both of those, and if I couldn't be home, I'd, I'd record it on the VCR, and when I get home later, I'd watch it. So have you bought the new book previously on X-Men by Eric Lee Wald? I got it last week. <laughs> awesome. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah, we had them we'll on the be, podcast recently. <laughs> yeah, Eric and Julie will be happy to hear that. Yes. Yep, yeah. I, I listened to that one, uh, I think it was Monday night, when I was going through some of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I they sent us a very nice care package, too, yes. that was pretty awesome. In fact, one thing you may not have in your collection, which we'll have to scan and send you a copy of, is the uh, first page of the script to the first episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we got lucky enough they all just sent us a little uh, typed out letter and then photocopy with uh, show notes on it and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Yep. It was That's pretty cool. Awesome. But, you know, we've been talking already, you know, for a little bit about, you know, you have the, the Guinness record. How many items do you have? How much is in your collection? Um, so the record officially says 15400 and that's when I submitted Ooh. in 2012. Um, I am now up to about 19500 <laughs> And that's Amazing. counting. Um, they said I can count each unique comic book each unique trading card and then of course all my unique items so um there's about 8500 comics about 3000 trading cards and then the 8000 some odd balance are everything else from statues toys pillows jewelry you know costumes hats backpacks i mean you name the category i've i've got it <laughs> I've, any I've arcade machines i'm sorry any arcade machines no, that is one I have. Um, years ago, when I was working at the Des Moines Register, um, I worked in the uh, Help Wanted department. We did have somebody who um, put ads in for selling arcade machines. And I said, hey, if you ever find X-Men, let me know. And supposedly he had found one, but we weren't able to make it work. Oh, um, mm. uh, <laughs> But yeah, I do want to find the, uh, the six-player arcade game. That's, yeah. that's I remember that one. Yeah. I did a playthrough of it actually uh, last month. There was a, uh, a little barcade joint that we went to up in Dallas, and um, they had it set up there on a free play. So we literally sat there and played the whole thing until we beat it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, so I I got to ask this then. Um, you mentioned a few of the things that you have. Do you have any uh, original art or comic pages or anything from uh, X-Men series? That I don't have. Um, as I've gone through the collection, um, everything costs something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, my philosophy was always nickel and dime. I would rather spend five, ten dollars and get a lot of small, unique, different items to have a breadth of a collection, rather than putting all my dollars into a big, one big item. Right. Yeah. Um, and starting early on, my wife and I, new, newly married, started having children. You know, the priority is the family; it's not the collection. So. I could get my comics. I could get my five dollar, you know, action figures at the time because that's what Toy Biz action figures were back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as as we've been able to uh, have a better life, I've now been able to go back and buy some of the Bowen statues and some of the other items. So um, I have yet to go back and get some original artwork, but mm-hmm. someday. Well, that's that, cool. That yeah. being said, what is the most expensive uh, item that you have? What do you put the most uh, money into getting for yourself? The most I've actually spent on something would be, um, it was actually Sideshow Statue. So they had the Versus series of um, uh, Lady Deathstrike, X-23, uh, and then the uh, 
Uh, Uncanny X-Force, little diorama. You remember that one? It has, like, Warpath and Wolverine and X-23 and Wolfsbane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think at the time that was about three three fifty, And for me, that was a lot, but I went on their payment plan. Um, but as far as value, I have several unreleased prototypes. And, you know, I mentioned the Hornby toy before, so I don't know, you know, what that value would be. Um, also, I do have, um, if you remember the Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon back in 2009, yes. mm-hmm. there yeah, was yeah. a company called One to One Collectibles, and they're out of the UK. They got the license to produce statues, and they showed, um, I believe, six of them at San Diego Comic-Con. The company went under. I have four of those six that they showed. Oh, wow. wow. So that's one, again, it's one of those where it's unique, it's one of a kind. Mm-hmm. What value do you put on it? Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. It's, it's what somebody's right. willing to yeah. pay. Mm-hmm. I got it for a steal, but I know that um, they were just trying to get rid of it. Have you gotten a hold of any movie so props said... at all? I don't have movie props, but I do have a lot of movie items. Some of that were given out to the cast and crew as thank yous. Um, I do have a chess set from X-Men 2 that was given out to the media as a, oh, a nice. personal item to get them to review the movie. Um, a lot of the uh, uh, cast and crew items I get are from like Singapore and Thailand, since some movies are shot over there, and or some of the marketing items are made over there. People somehow get a hold of them, and and uh, I have a, a, at least one contact out there that every time an X Men movie comes out, we connect, and he helps me get those items. Very nice. Awesome. awesome. So, um, <clears throat> a couple questions. One, you said that you submitted to Guinness back in 2012. Yes. Did it really? Because I mean, the the video that we saw and the video that came out was was recent. Like it was, just came out a few weeks ago. Um, so did that? Did it take them five years, or there's this like a newly updated thing? Sure, I can I can answer that. So uh, back in June of 2012, I submitted the paperwork, and in September, I heard that I had the record. Um, what you saw on the video, they were here uh, last October because they've been trying to get to my house to do a video. And when I moved about three and a half years ago, they contacted me and I said, everything's in boxes. I literally just moved a few months ago. Uh, but what we did for them, and I believe this was Mother's Day in 2015, um, we actually tore down um, one of our bookshelves, unpacked a few X-Men items, took a picture for their 2016 book. And then they contacted me again um, uh, in September of last year and said, hey, we are going to be in the United States. We want to feature you in our book. We're doing a whole superhero section. Now, we had, when we moved here, getting a room ready was not a priority for us. And we finally got around to it. And literally, I, I, I'm not kidding you, we had just finished painting the room. The electrical inspector had just come and checked out all the electrical work, the lighting, Gave the approval that night, Guinness emailed, said, we are going to be here. We're going to be there in two weeks. And I said to them, I literally have an empty room. They said, do what you can. So the video, what you see, the shelving, all those toys, <laughs> about 80% of it is out. It was all done in two weeks. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Some of the video you see, I'm standing in front of my statue case, which is out in the family room. And what I'm looking at is a bunch of boxes. They're backwards. <clears throat> I would say it's probably 50 or 60 boxes mm-hmm. of items Uh-oh. that hadn't been unpacked yet. Yeah. And um, I've actually submitted for an update. Um, their policies are a lot more stringent now than they were five years ago. 
and they're pushing back, indicating I don't have enough documentation, which is funny because I respond to them, your team was here and saw what I had. How is that not enough documentation? Yeah. Oh, so, uh, but um, once I hit 20,000 items, probably sometime next year, um, I'll I'll go through their additional stringent uh, requirements and submit mm-hmm. again and just beat my own record. There you go. Very cool. So you've had the record then for the last five years. Yes. Yeah. So this isn't a new record. This is something you've had for five years that just recently came to light. Uh, correct. So I got it in 2012. They had just released their 2013 book, so couldn't do that. But I've been in the 2014, the 2015 book. Um, then in 2016, they came out with a blockbuster edition, which is a softback. I was in the 2016 of that one and the 2017. And then in 2018, I'm in the hardback. I'm also in the 2018 gamers edition. Oh, so what, what possessed you to decide one day to decide, you know what, I think I want to reach out to Guinness to uh, get myself a, a record. Because I, I'm sure as a collector, you just really don't think about that. I wonder if I have the largest. So how did that come about? Um, you know, I one, I had never planned on it. Um, two, people are always asking me, you've got to have like the biggest collection. And as I was on different boards talking to people about X-Men and such, and I would show a picture here and there, and people were like, wow, I thought I had a collection, but yours is just bigger I said, you know, what does it take to have a Guinness record? And I looked on their site, and they said, you need to have at least 10,000 items. I'm like, well, I have that. So I submitted all the documentation. There's no cost to it. Um, and uh, my best friend Marty had come over, and then um, Jay, who owns Jay CD and Hobby in uh, Des Moines, came over, went through everything, signed the affidavits, sent it in. I figured, you know what, if I get it, great. If not, no big deal. And Two and a half months later, I get this um, envelope, hard envelope in the mail, and I pull open it, and my certificate's inside. I'm like, wow. wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, the person before, was there a person before you? No. No, no. no you're the first. Okay. I'm first for X-Men. I mean, there's uh, there's Superman, there's Batman, there's Spider-Man. Man-Thing. <laughs> Swamp-Thing. <laughs> Swamp-Thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the world Guinness record for Swamp Thing. Uh, we spoke with him all back. He's in uh, South Dakota, so he's not too far away either. And he has the world record for uh, Swamp Thing memorabilia. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I didn't know there's that much Swamp Thing out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a lot of like really unique stuff, kind of similar to you, like prototype things and and whatnot. But awesome. Yeah, I think he had the. Didn't he have the uh, part of the Swamp Thing costume yes, or something the like that? Part of yeah, the from, yeah, from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how do you find that? And he's like, I just found it one day in a warehouse. And it's like, what? <laughs> so, with all the stuff that you have, is there a dream item that you would love to get? X Men number one. <laughs> X Men number one is on there. I actually held a copy of it um, this past summer. I was in Denver and I drove up to a comic store um, in, I think it was Fort Collins, and uh, a guy uh, at the comic store had X-Men number one, and I held it, just to say I held it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's on there. Um, the, the Sideshow Sentinel X-Men series, that uh, light up Colossus and Cyclops one, if you've ever seen that one, um, that, seen that. that is a beautiful statue. Um, there's actually three statues in that series. That's the pricey one. Um, and that, that's one of those where I'm kicking myself, but you know, my wife and I were just starting out and I thought, Ooh, I got to have this. I'm like, uh, 
nope, need to buy baby diapers. Yep, yep, yep I hear you there. <laughs> yep. Um, and then there's uh, there's um, the Marvel Legends Psylocke variant from the Mojo series. That's on the bucket list. There's only 12 of those out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's That's a guy on eBay right now has one for 4000 and try talking him down a little bit, and he, he won't budge too much. Mm. You can't even just say, like, look, man, I'm, like, the <laughs> world Guinness record holder. Like, you, you'd be helping out the Guinness collection by just, you know, you should throw that out there, see if he changes his mind. Here, here's what I've always The price said. will go up. Yeah. <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. true. Yeah. I want it really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Probably actually not. a good question. Have you ever been able to be actually get a reduction in price saying, well, I hold the Guinness record and it's going to go into a collection that's going to be part no. of it? <laughs> um, actually, there are, on eBay, there's a few people where if something doesn't sell and I reach out to them and mm. talk to them about it. And, yeah, some people have given me a discount. Or after I get it, I show them a picture and say, hey, here's who you're helping. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, wow, if I, I'm glad it's going to a good home or – if I find something else, I'll keep you in mind, and um, you know you'll be the first I contact. So um, I, I I like to share it, but I also don't want to flaunt it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm very humble, and I appreciate what I have. And um, it's just a collection. It's a passion. They're to- in the end, <clears throat> they're toys. Right. And yep. God forbid something happened to my family, they would be the first thing to go to help take care of mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, in, they're they're plastic. They're paper. Um, but uh, I, I definitely enjoy them. I like sharing and, and talking to them with people such as yourself or, or anyone that likes to just geek out on superheroes or, or what ha- what have you. Very cool. Yeah, so l- let's talk comics for a second. You mentioned Extinction Agenda was when you started. Is that still your favorite era, the whole Jim Lee? I guess Claremont was still writing at that point too, right? Yeah. Um, is, that your, is that your favorite era of the comics, or, or has the modern stuff won you over? Um, that, that still is, um, not that long ago, I had to, uh, change some boxes around. I'm always reorganizing my collection of comics into, um, like, or like areas or, you know, like, um, X-23 series ended and all new Wolverine started. Um, so I'm always readjusting. So I was looking through all of them lately and, and looking at some of the covers and it, for me, that's, that's the heyday. I mean, the, the nineties, the early two thousands, um, so, you know, Uncanny X-Men from, like, that 268 to the 350 range, and then an X-Men, X-Men number one through about X-Men 50, the X-Force stuff, X-Factor, starting with, like, issue 71. Um, but there's been some other runs, like Peter David's all-new X-Factor. That was really enjoyable, That's good writing. Run, yeah. um, there's been some other stuff in the 2000s by, like, um, Joe Kelly, um uh, so some of the modern stuff, the in the past few years, I I felt that it's lost its touch. Mm-hmm. What brought me in as an X Men yeah. fan, I I understand what Marvel's doing from a business decision, why they've made the decisions they have, um, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and that's the risk of running a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that um, there's a looking for the right word. I'm glad they've seen the light. You know, I think they tried something with the Inhumans. It didn't catch on as a mutant replacement. Um, I know they're going to deny it, but that's my my firm belief. Um, this whole legacy vibe going on right now, um, I have some hopes that it's kind of getting us back to those heydays, those fun days. Um, 
we'll have to see what happens in the next few years. Uh, X-Men Red with Jean Grey coming out. Well, I guess first she's going to be in the, the Phoenix Resurrection. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And now Professor X is brought back. So, um, spoiler, I guess, if you haven't run <laughs> last week. Um, so th- I guess you could say then with the Fox Disney merger that was just announced, um, going on this weekend and, and X-Men and the mutants and, and whatnot coming back to the MCU is kind of a big thing, I guess would give you a lot of hope for maybe a really good X-Men movie for a change rather than some of the things that we've gotten in the past. Yeah, you know, a lot of people ask me, what do you think of the X-Men movies? And I said, they're good. And honestly, my favorite movies are, well, so first of all, Star Wars for me is the ultimate. Episodes 4, 5, and 6, That yep. those are yes. my favorite movies of anything in all time. But when it comes to superhero, I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man, Cap, the Avengers, they have just knocked it out of the park. It's mm-hmm. a very nice, cohesive story, good mm-hmm. acting. Um, I know everybody's going to find problems with plot holes and storylines, but oh yeah, you go there to escape, enjoy the entertainment, exactly. what it is. Um, X-Men, I understand there was a different approach. Um, X-Men one and two weren't too bad. Um, you know, the last stand, you, you take a very popular storyline that is coveted mm-hmm. and just destroy it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, well, n- enough said there. Um, First Class and Days of Future Past were really good. I like the way they revamped it. Um, I was disappointed in Apocalypse. I thought yeah. that as a large villain, I mean, he's he's such a huge villain. Just in, in the scope of what he can do and, and what his goal is, they didn't do it justice. No, oh, He looked like Ivan News to me. Yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of those articles. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. the Wolverine movies... You know, I, Logan was definitely a dark, gritty film, and um, that was really good. That gets down to who the core of the character is. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, but Wolverine Origins, now that's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they, they definitely took some liberties there, and, and the whole thing with the Deadpool thing, that was... That yeah. was At least they're embracing that whole thing and just turning that joke on its uh, on its head, so... Yeah, it's been a good move. Awesome job, and I'm looking forward to Deadpool too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin is Cable. That'll be interesting to see as well. But going back to your question, you know, I'm excited to have the X Men in the MCU because Marvel needs to be cohesive in my in my opinion. And I'm looking forward to the way that um, uh, Kevin Feige is making this all happen, and you know, getting them integrated and having the interaction. So um, I was talking to some people on a board and of course the question now is is Hugh Jackman going to come back because he always said he wanted to mm-hmm. um, yep. and I'm up there why couldn't he be an old man Logan in which he's sitting around and you've got old Tony Stark and Bruce Banner and they're all just sitting around and of course Steve Rogers is still looking young because mm-hmm. of the super soldier serum and the rest of them yeah. were aged and they're just all <laughs> around having a beer or whatnot I mean yeah. still, there's still a way to make it happen yeah yep yep so, um, you know, we've been talking about X-Men comics. There. Are there any other comics that you read besides X-Men that you're really into? Not anymore. <laughs> With collecting, um, I had Superman, Batman, Ghost Rider, Justice League, Spider-Man, Hulk. I mean, the Valiant comics. Um, I, I read them all. Um, but over time, I decided to focus on X-Men. So I ended up selling off a lot of those. So back when Valiant was really hot in the mid-'90s, 
I I had the entire collection, you know, Shadow Man and Harbinger and all those. They went for a pretty penny, and I was able to trade in and get close to 100 back issues of Uncanny X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I had um, Nightfall when Bane broke Batman's back, the death of Superman. I just started trading all those in. Ghost, the Ghost Rider was hot at the time, and I was able to pretty much get from 267 to about issue 115, that gap, and then I just had to fork out money to go backwards from there. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, and I mean, in modern times, collecting X-Men means, like, what, seven books now? If you're getting all the yeah. individual mutant titles yeah. as well, jeez. Yeah, it's like a dozen books, cause, yeah. and they're coming out with uh, several miniseries here in the next month. Yeah. Yeah. X-Men Blue and Gold ship twice a month, so yeah, it's... But ba- back in the day, I was, I think there were like 17 titles a month before, <laughs> That's right. before the whole yeah. Secret Wars a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. So do you have all the X omnibuses and stuff too? Is that part of the collection? Because I mean, it's X Men related, or no, no, I just collect the single issues. Um, I do have a few trade paperbacks. I didn't realize that I had of like the Dark Phoenix, <laughs> Extinction Agenda, Executioner Song. I was going through some stuff the other day, and I was like, I don't remember getting this, but I'm betting I got it for like five bucks or something, something on a clearance rack, and said, oh. This way I can read that and not have to touch the single issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't uh, generally go for the trade paperback. The, since I already have the single issues, um, no reason to buy you know, the, the binded issues. Mm-hmm. So with your whole collection, do you have any crazy stories or any crazy incidents about how you've acquired certain things? My wife will enjoy this one. So we had just started dating, and she says this proves how much you really love me. So um, we were in Lincoln at the time, and there was a store called Venture down in St. Joe, Missouri, and they had an exclusive uh, 10-inch cable, the Toy Biz action figures. Mm -hmm. I love those. I have a few of them still from when I was a kid. Mine are kind of beat up, but, yeah, I have a bunch from when I was a kid. (laughs) They're really cool. And, of course, KB continued them with the Marvel Universe ones. But uh, Mm -hmm. for this one, uh, back in the day, there was no Internet in 94, you know, to really go and do the online shopping. So we decided we're going to take a road trip, and we start leaving in my car, and my muffler falls off, and we were no farther than like 10 miles, so we turned around and went back home, and she had this gas-guzzling van, and we went down there and back, and I swear we probably spent $200 in gas for a $10 action figure. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> okay, this, this girl likes me, you know. Mm-hmm. She's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> keep her around a little longer. <laughs> yeah, keep her around. Well, you know, it's, it's been 22 years now, so we've nice. been around together. Mm-hmm. Very um, cool. So that, that's probably the, the coolest story. Um, as far as others, um, I do have from, speaking of X-Men Origins Wolverine, about a year ago, I was trolling on eBay, and there was somebody who had this Wolverine figure. I'm like, hmm. It's in packaging. I haven't seen that. And then I went through, um, I, I save a lot of information for items coming out that may not get released. And I went and found this, and sure enough, there was this Wolverine figure that was supposed to come out in 2006 and never did. And this guy had it. So I ended up buying it. And he says, oh, by the way, uh, my name is Logan, and I was the designer at Hasbro, and I designed this Wolverine figure. I was like, oh, oh wow. Awesome. Oh wow! And I, that is... I was, and he was like, "Well, I'm glad it's going to a good home." That's so cool. That is cool. That's incredible. 
So has your collection uh, brought you, I mean, besides like that, you've had those kind of incidents. Has it brought you to meet anyone special or um, have you uh, met anyone who's brought up your collection that you're like, oh, wow, you know, didn't expect? Um, no, I mean, other than the video recently, um, there really hasn't been a face. So, you know, when I walk around, people don't don't know me, but they'll right. bring it up and some of them are like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Um, interesting, I went to the Wizard World Des Moines um, this past summer uh, because my wife said, well, here's your Father's Day present when they announced Stan Lee was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I have um, the 1991 X-Men number one, the Wolverine uh, Cyclops Iceman cover. And uh, down at Trade a Tape in Lincoln, he had gone to a convention years ago and had Jim Lee sign it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to have Stan Lee sign this one as well. And so um, I got the VIP pass, and um, I brought the Guinness Book, last year's Guinness Book, with me to show Stan that he and I are on opposite pages. And he's like, wow, now we're co- co- uh, we're connected for life. So I was like, yeah, Stan Lee talked to me. That is cool. That's I'm cool. cool. <laughs> And then I ended up meeting um, Chris Claremont. I decided, you know what, i got to do the trifecta. So I went down to St. Louis and met Chris Claremont and had him autograph that as well. Very so, cool. That is so cool. That, that's one of my prized possessions right now, mm-hmm. is having Jim, Stan, and Chris' signature. Oh, one nice. That is very cool. See, I'm trying to do something like that myself. I have the uh, Magneto cover, mm-hmm. and... Um, I got Scott Williams to sign it so far, so now I just got to go find uh, Lee and Claremont. So, almost there, right? <laughs> yeah. You good? know, Scott Williams is someone I do want to get uh, an autograph on that comic, so I'll have to look for him. Uh, yeah, I had an opportunity, uh, oh, I guess it was on Free Comic Book Day this year. Um, he came to my town, and I work with an entertainment group on the side, and mm-hmm. um, I basically got to hang out with Scott Williams all day. We had some beers at a bar. Um, I met his wife and his dog and stuff, and it was pretty cool. Awesome. I will have to keep searching. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, you're talking about your road trip a few minutes ago. It made me think, do you uh, spend a lot of time going to yard sales and antique stores during time off or on the weekends just to be, just to look? for stuff you know before we had kids yes mm-hmm. um our oldest is 17 now before we had kids we would go around to different antique stores um and search for stuff um i, I did not go to my first comic-con until two years ago i went to wizard world des moines um and then this year we went to denver i went to st louis we went to madison wisconsin um i think there's one other i can't remember um so as far as road trips really just started doing a lot more of those this year yeah he's got contacts in singapore of course he's not going to yard sales anymore (laughs) now now i'm just too busy with kids and things and you know i i have so much that um it's hard to find something i don't have Mm -hmm. and going i i have in the past when i went to yard sales the conditions weren't always the best um so for me at least i found that it's easier just to you know, pull up on my phone the eBay app or mm-hmm. search on Google because sometimes I found things on Amazon as well. I can I can do a lot more searches, a broader searches versus going around to yard sales mm-hmm. and such. I was just gonna say real quickly. I just remembered I have some. Uh, when I was in Poland one year, like a, like a decade ago, I got a few uh, X Men comics, but they're all in Polish, and I don't even know if they were actually ever published here as well, or if it's like a Marvel Europe thing. Um, I gotta go find those. Send you a picture to see if you've uh, ever seen it. 
Um, it's I believe it's a Marvel Europe. I believe Panini has the rights to distribute Marvel in Europe. So um, I know, and I and actually I I've debated about trying to find a certain issue and get it in German, French, mm-hmm. Polish, Russian, Italian. Yeah. Um, they're they're out there. Yeah, I yeah. got to find that. Very cool. Oh. Now I was going to ask, you know, you have such a large collection that you have. Do you keep a database? I mean, I'm sure it's hard to remember. God, do I have that or not? Do you keep a, a running list so when you do your eBay searches, you have to quick, well, let me look at my list real quick. Do I own it? Yes. Um, actually, I've had the collection insured for a number of years, so I have everything itemized on spreadsheet mm-hmm. and multiple tabs, you know, action <laughs> figures versus stuffed animals. You know, I, I, I categorize it so I can quickly go to it. So, yes, I've, I've been doing that for years, um, and I can quickly find it. I am finding that some of the descriptions I had weren't the best when I first started collecting because I was like, okay, I'm buying a few things here or there. Who didn't expect it to be what it is today? So um, there have been times where I've purchased something that I already have, and even when I go down to my room and I look around, the nice thing about a mobile phone ride is I can have a, the eBay auction up. I look around my room because I have everything in sections so I know where to go. And I'm like, okay, I don't have it. I buy it, and then I get it. I'm like, wait a second, I have this. <laughs> I had. I'm like, hey kids, who wants this? <laughs> hey, cool. That's awesome. awesome. So, I guess, um, do any of y'all have any final questions? No, I Good. appreciate you coming on tonight and talking with us. This was awesome. It's been great. Thank awesome. you. Enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it's always a pleasure when we can pull someone. I mean, because usually we do the serious interviews and stuff where it's like, you know, comic creators and everything else. But yours is one of those fun interviews over a fun topic. Um, X-Men's like a thing that everyone should love, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, no, it's been great having you on. And like I said, um, if you – some like next time you get put in there for that 20,000 mark – We'll have to bring you back. You know what? Just let's just bring you back like every like year or so, and then we can find out the next cool thing that you get. We'll just keep up with you, right? Absolutely, <laughs> I would enjoy that. Awesome. awesome. No, thank you very much for for having me. Um, if you want to talk again or have different types of questions, I'm always here and happy to answer, happy to share. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Sounds so great. Much, hey, we thanks a lot, man. Yeah, this is awesome. awesome. Have a great night. Hey, thank you. you too. Have a good night. <laughs>